Progressive Voices' John Sinton has written a continuing series called A Turning Point that touches on politics, culture, and media. You can hear the short essays in the on-demand section of ProgressiveVoices.com and on the PV app. For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton, and this is A Turning Point. Today, the crisis of public confidence. The current Gallup polling on public schools highlights partisan political divisions in society. Democrats and independents remain satisfied, but, quote, Republican respondents' confidence in institutions since 2018 trends down 15 percent, unquote. The constant harping by right-wing media, particularly talk radio hosts who take such joy in demeaning the, quote, government schools, is a probable cause, as are certain, quote, grassroots, unquote, organizations that are actually sponsored by big money donors. To some extent, you can thank Ronald Reagan for his unfunny joke that I'm from the government and I'm here to help. That seems to have kicked the chalks out and let rampant derision of the federal government and public schools roll downhill. That snowball has gathered such force that even President Reagan would be abashed. Goodness knows he couldn't get elected as a Republican anymore, not that he would want to. In an era of low public trust and negative views on so many U.S. institutions, teachers are not only changing the world, but also getting pretty good marks from their students' parents. Today, with American students back in school, according to Gallup, 73% of K-12 parents rate the job performance of their children's teachers as excellent or good when political identification is left out of the question. But Republican satisfaction with K-12 educational quality in the U.S. is at a new low. Despite American parents' appreciation for teachers, national perceptions of the quality of education students receive are not nearly as high and have a notable partisan tilt. Satisfaction with K-12 education among Republicans, perhaps a reaction to the hard right's dishonest focus on schools, has plummeted. Oh, and by the way, The Associated Press says there are no schools with litter boxes in the restroom, so come on. Of course, the damage extends well beyond our schools. By use of the kind of selective editing that makes propagandists proud, the right-wing media machine has repeatedly cast President Biden as a doddering old fool who can't walk or talk. Which, by the way, is not to argue that he's physically robust, but again, come on. Beyond the fragmented media mix that lets us choose our own news, there is also the issue of our Constitution, which was written in the days before democracy existed anywhere other than libraries with Greek history sections. The Constitution bestows a lot of power on the minority. People of the pre-democratic era lived in fear of the powerful ruler, so it was natural to build a system that buttressed us against the tyranny of the majority. Accordingly, It gave us the potential for a tyrannical minority. We used the power of the minority sparingly until we didn't. According to Business Insider, 11 people are responsible for the current wave of book banning. When the Republican Party woke up, yeah, that's right, woke, to the fact that they could no longer win a popular majority in presidential elections, uh, they've won the popular vote only once in the last eight tries. That was W in 04. Anyway, they decided rather than change their platform to conform with voters' wishes, they'd just game the system with partisan gerrymandering. 
The unburdened internet has given rise to social media sites and podcasts, email lists, and cozy dark web locales where treachery holds sway. The likes of the Heritage Foundation and the Manhattan Institute have given money and platform, and therefore power, to theocracy-promoting authoritarians who have roused town folks everywhere to attend school board, library board, and city council meetings with pitchforks and torches in hand. Gone are the days of synonymy between the words Republican and conservative. The new GOP is led by, tighten your chin strap, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Republican from Mars, and her lesser-known cohorts in the U.S. House's so-called Freedom Caucus. Before booting him, they took their besieged leader, Kevin McCarthy, hostage. And yes, in some ways, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. His total capitulation to the small but vocal burn-down-the-house caucus ended this weekend when he'd finally seen enough and put nation over job and party by enlisting Democrats to keep the government open. Well, that was just what Matt Gates, the Republican from Florida, no joke necessary, it's already funny, in search of more Fox airtime that he needed to end the speaker's reign. If this were an eclipse, I would advise you to advert your eyes. McCarthy, in a vainglorious attempt at appeasement, elected to greenlight an impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden, notwithstanding the fact that there are no facts, but Marge wanted it and Kevin was terrified of Marge. Authorizing the continuing resolution to keep government open was all the excuse they needed and Gates's faction canned him. Dems were just not going to rescue the guy who continued to antagonize them even as he needed them. Now, Congress is more constipated than usual. In addition to being wearing, this constant bickering erodes what we need most right now, confidence in our institutions. And that's exactly what the Gates-led rebels want. For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton. Go to the on-demand section of ProgressiveVoices.com or the PV app and look for A Turning Point.